chick too. How's looks that? Like we're in business. Welcome to The Mix, a podcast about film, TV, music, and pretty much anything else that we're into at the moment. I'm your host, Chris McLeod. Every week, Josh, Dan, and I connect online from different parts of the country to discuss a movie and much more. This week on the show, we discuss the film Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. We get into the writing, directing, and acting elements that came together for this unique filmmaking achievement. We also talk about how this film hits us on a personal level and what it says about the nature of romantic relationships. Then we bring recommendations of media that we're currently into, including a web series, an indie band, and a canceled TV show. And finally, we have a big announcement at the end of the show concerning the future of this podcast. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's dig into this movie. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a science fiction romantic comedy unlike anything that came before it. This Oscar-winning film features the non-linear storytelling style of Charlie Kaufman and a spectacle of visual design from director Michelle Gondry. It stars Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, who play an estranged couple who decide to have each other erased from their memories, thanks to a fringe medical facility, Lacuna Incorporated. And before we go too far here, I have to mention that we basically spoil this entire film on the podcast. So if you haven't seen it and want to watch the film spoiler-free, just watch the movie and come back. It's on Netflix. Just pause the show for a bit. We'll wait. Okay, you watched it? Good. Here we go. The film begins with an introverted Joel Barish, played by Jim Carrey, waking up in his bed in Long Island, New York, and heading to the train for work, but deciding at the last second to take the train the other direction to Montauk. Random thoughts for Valentine's Day, 2004. Today is a holiday invented by greeting card companies to make people feel like crap. I ditched work today. Took a train out to Montauk. I don't know why. I'm not an impulsive person. I guess I just woke up in a funk this morning. I gotta get my car fixed. Hi, Cindy. It's Joel. Joel. While he's alone on the beach, walking, journaling, he continues to notice a woman with blue hair. They end up on the same train back, and Clementine, played by Kate Winslet, strikes up a conversation. Hi. I'm sorry? I just said hi. Hi, hello. Hi. Okay, if I sit closer. How far are you going? Uh, Rockville Center. Get out. Me too. Really? What are the odds? Do I know you? Do you ever shop at Barnes & Noble? Sure. That's it! 
Yeah? I've seen you, man. Book slave there for like five years now. Oh. Jesus. I would thought I would remember five you. Years? It might be the hair. What might? It changes a lot, the color. That's oh. why you might not recognize me. It's called Blue Ruin. Right. Color. Snappy name, huh? I like it. At this point in the film, we're taken back an unknown amount of time and learn that Joel had been in a relationship with Clementine. But after a fight, she decided to have her memory of him erased. Okay. Joel is given a card by his friend Rob that says, Clementine Krasinski has had Joel Barish erased from her memory. Please never mention their relationship to her again. Joel immediately goes to the office of Lacuna to find answers. You should not have seen this. I apologize. This is a hoax, right? And this is Clinton. I assure you, no. No. There's no such thing as this. Look, our files are confidential, Mr. Barish, so I can't show you evidence. Suffice it to say that Miss, uh, Miss Kraczynski was not happy and she wanted to move on. We provide that possibility. Joel returns to the office after deciding that he too wants the procedure done. No, wait, 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 no, no, no. I'm sorry, doctor, he just barged right in here. Okay, I want it done. I told him pre-Valentine's Day is our busy oh, time. That, I mean, there that's, are other... that's, that's okay, Mary. But there are people waiting. Mr. Barish, if you'd like to, uh, to come inside. The first thing we need you to do, Mr. Barish, is to go home and collect everything you own that has some association with Clementine. Anything. We'll use these items to create a map of Clementine in your brain, okay? So we'll need uh, uh, photos, clothing, gifts, books she may have bought you, CDs you may have bought together, journal entries, want to empty your home, want to empty your life of Clementine. And after the mapping is done, our technicians will do the erasing in your home tonight. That way, when you awake in the morning, you find yourself in your own bed as if nothing had happened. A new life awaiting you. Joel goes back to his home that evening, takes a pill, and two Lacuna employees, played by Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Wood, show up to do the procedure, which takes all night. This is when we begin to realize that we're being told this story from the perspective of Joel in his dreams, as his memory is being erased. As each memory vanishes, we see the entire relationship of Joel and Clementine told in reverse. Joel. Mm-hmm. I have another idea for this problem. This is a memory of me, the way you mm-hmm. wanted to... Have sex on the couch after you look down on my crotch. What? Joel, the eraser guys are coming here, so what if you take me somewhere else? Somewhere where I don't belong, and we hide there till morning? Man, I can't remember anything without you. That's very sweet, but try, okay? Okay. Merrily, 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 merrily
This is a film that tackles some of the most complex emotions surrounding heartache and relationships. It has gained a cult following since it was released in 2004 with a 93% score on Rotten Tomatoes. It won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay and Kate Winslet was nominated for Best Actress. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, so this is one of my like all-time favorite movies. Uh, I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, how about you guys? Have you Had you seen it before? I saw it when it first came out in 2004. And I have not seen it since. It was I loved it in two thousand four. I just never had circled back, yeah, uh, to check to check it out before. But yeah, I had. I a, saw it back then too. It's pretty good. It's yeah. all right. It's all right. It's all right. My experience with it, I have like a pretty emotional experience with it, of course. Deep. But, um, yeah. So when I first <laughs> saw it, I saw it in the theater at the Dolly Theater in Tulsa. <laughs> And I went by myself. I had just gone through a breakup when this movie came out. Ooh. Yeah, and it was perfect like, timing. I know, I know. And so I remember, like, after the movie was done, I just like sat in my car and just like, you know, I just I think I remember like crying. I want to call that service. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I did. It was like super emotional. So I went back again the next day by myself again and watched it again by myself. Look at you, Chris. Nice. So I was just okay. like. It was like, like heavy, this. heavy for me. Chris just disappeared from campus. We were like, what? Where'd he go? He's over there crying with Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey in the, in the dark. <laughs> I was, man. It hit me hard. I, I did not see the theater. I actually saw it on DVD in, I think, your room, probably. Oh, probably. Probably. And I was like, wow, this is pretty good. I remember thinking Jim Carrey was acting serious, and it was, uh, it was believable. Yeah, because at the time he had done a couple serious movies, I think. Like, I think this is after he did maybe Man on the Moon and maybe one other. Uh, was it was it Truman Show? Truman Show, yeah, that's right. He was good in Truman Show. Yeah. And, or The Majestic, uh, he also did that. Yeah, he did that. Ah, oh, such a good movie. Yeah, Majestic's real good. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. I don't know. I'm not sure. He, he doesn't do anything very much anymore. No, he doesn't. But. I just think he do, he just kind of... Got burnt out? Yeah, maybe. I know he's into kind of like spiritualism and stuff, so I don't know if he's just sort of in a weird place. State, yeah, a state of Folk. not really needing to do movies. But yeah, like he was great in Man on the Moon. I think that's one of his best performances. But this one also, I think this is like maybe his best performance of any movie. Yeah, he's um, real believable. Is that like that melancholy guy who just is awkward? Yeah. And on a side note, I haven't, so I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And I, at the time, I didn't know who Mark Ruffalo was. Uh-huh. I didn't really know who I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that, too. And when I saw it again, I'm like, man, Elijah Wood is really creepy in this movie. Yeah, he is. As, <laughs> as Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. Hey, have you ever seen Sin City? Yeah. No. That I saw the bad. first one. I've never seen, never seen the second one. He's super creepy in the first one. Yep. Also. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, just him as Patrick when he when he knocked on his window and was like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "What is yeah. he in this movie too?" That exact part. And he's like, "What? What? You took her her panties?" Yeah. He's like, "Why? Why? <laughs> they were not, clean." It's not, yeah, they were clean. I kind of fell in love with her that night. <laughs> what? <laughs> you little fuck. What? She was unconscious, man. Well, she was beautiful and. Stole a pair of her panties as well. 
Jesus. What? It's not like... I mean, they were clean and all. Oh, oh he goes, they were clean. Oh. Yeah, dude, those... And Mark Ruffalo was pretty good with, like, that... Him with, with those glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah, he... His character... He sort of went through a transformation where he was kind of a D-bag at the beginning, you know? And yeah. then by the end, right, he, right, he yeah. really comes around and, and like, cares about uh, the girl, um, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, she, and really sort of feels bad, I think, about the way he's been acting. But, but yeah, those guys are horrible. Like <laughs> They're, like, in, in his house? Yeah. <laughs> Eating that man's food and everything, like, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching this movie, and I remember bits and pieces from when I saw it back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I will... And this is weird, because I guess when I watched it back then, I wasn't... I don't know. I wanted, I wanted to do film, but I don't know if it was, like, my main... Mm-hmm. focus in life you know back then yeah. I, I don't, but now that it has since changed um while i'm watching this movie i'm like this is this is one of the best written movies i've ever seen yeah then i looked up and i saw i got nominated for an oscar for best screenplay and i'm yeah. like ah there Char- you go charlie there. kaufman he's, yeah he's uh, he's maybe my favorite screenwriter he's incredible he's he also did adaptation if you ever saw yeah. that movie and he did i've never seen it. i've heard of it heard it's, it's really good. good man you you'd Dude, like it. that's intense yeah one and then he did a synecdoche i think is how you say it which is crazy an insane movie i've heard of that movie it's like this one on drugs it's like a whole nother <laughs> level of just like the weirdest script you've ever read um mm. but that's really good too but yeah and i was gonna say the the director I think it's Michel Gondry, is how you say his name. Um, this like yeah, man. French dude. Dude, he had to be he had to be serious, some serious work on that movie. I don't know how you kept your mind wrapped around what was going on. I know. I I watched the some of the special features on my DVD and uh like they were talking about some of the techniques he used, like forced perspective to you know you know the scene when he's like a little baby? And he's like yeah. crawling on under the table. Oh yeah, yeah. But like Kate Winslet's an adult, and she's you know way taller than him. She's like, I love this dress. Yeah, <laughs> I love this dress. She, she said, my crotch is still here. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, he's crazy. like yuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just gonna go get a salad bowl. Can you stir the soup and can you keep an eye sure. on Joel? He just likes to be of near course. me. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. It worked. Wow, it worked. Look, look at that. Look at this dress, man. God, I love it. I wish I could take it with me. <laughs> this is sort of worked. I'm scared. Oh, don't, don't cry, baby Joel. Joel, stop it. Look, I think it's working. Look, we're heading, Joel. Look. Hey, wait there. My crotch is still here. Just as you remembered it. Yuck. But they showed how they did that, and it's kind of like in Lord of the Rings, where it's like it's not CG. There's no computer effects happening. Like it's all mm. in the way that the room was built, and the perspective and the Ooh, camera angles. Yeah. So it's all like real. Really? That's exactly how it was filmed. Yeah, like it's just like the angle of the floor and the angle of the camera, and like the room gets bigger as it goes. Okay, so you are witnessing a special effect done directly in camera. Basically, this special effect is meant to help the audience to understand uh, how Joel Barish feels when he's, uh, he's a kid, so he's under the table. 
I am in my dimension, in my size, and now I want to to uh, reach his uh, uh, dimension, which is half of mine. So I just basically have to work and uh, join him. Hey, how's it going? Well, Dan, you know something, Dan? We talked about that mm -hmm. at the at the camp last week. Not last week, but a couple weeks ago. Right, we were talking about that one particular shot. Yeah, just not, maybe not that exact thing, but... With just no special effects, but if you use camera angles mm -hmm. and you build things, you can make everything. It look like it's totally out of whack, but it's really just oh, how you have a position. Right, it's just the perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and then, oh, oh, one of my favorites was he's remembering when the bookstore, when he went to see her and she acted like he didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. then he just walks, he walks the to the bookstore, the lights boom, turn boom, out, boom. and then he's in his friend's house. Yeah. talking to them like nothing happened but it's all one shot like there's no cuts so they like designed the set so that he could walk out of the bookstore and be in his friend's house and they're having in the middle of a conversation excuse me can i help you find something sir hey tomato patrick baby boy what you doing here baby just came to surprise you let me know if you need something sir why would she do that to me to me that's like I don't know maybe because I've gotten older and you know I love special effects obviously I like superhero movies obviously yeah. I write a lot of crazy stuff that need special effects but that to me that's like so that's I love that like I really got into that whole thing of no cuts and very few cuts. Dan knows because I was telling him how I want to direct this our movie, A Brand of Scar, and it's because I watch things like that where it's like no cuts. Yeah. You just go right into the next thing. Everybody yeah. just kind of, the room Which flips and you keep going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's so good when you see it, though. I know. And who's who's that actor uh, that played his friend? I was trying to give him weed. He was from... Uh, He's in Arrested Development, Tobias. Yeah, yeah. David Cross is David his Cross, name. yeah. He yeah. was he was always talking about Look, just take this weed. And they're like, listen, this is not about you. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm not saying it's about me. <laughs> hey, does anybody want to join? God, Rob, give it a rest. I should just go around. No, 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 no. You you don't want to go there, man. You don't want to go there. Get off. It's too right. Yeah. I don't want to seem desperate. All right, Joel. Look, man. Seriously, Rob. Here's the deal. Don't do that. Rob, what are you doing? Well, what's your f***ing suggestion, Carrie? What's your brilliant reason solution? Oh, you're huh? gonna make this about our shit now? This isn't about us. I agree. It's not about us. It's about Joel, who's an adult, okay? Not Mama Carrie's kid. What are you... That's your laundry. That's great. That's good. Yeah, when that scene happened, me and Liz were watching it. And so we live above a laundromat, and so mm. we never have to do laundry again because we just drop it down and they do it. And she's like, see, laundromat can save a marriage right there. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, he's hilarious. He's so funny. <laughs> he's sitting in that chair with the with that uh, paper, with that model airplane. Yeah, like, oh, no, and he, yeah, that. And then when she's like, why are you banging? What are you banging? And he's like, I'm making a birdhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's sitting with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh man he was like oh man his every one of his scenes man he tore it up it was just he so tore good it up. yeah
but and I was watching it, and you know, I because I had a family reunion going on. For those who don't know, yay! Uh, so my plan was to come home and watch, you know, thirty minutes of it t- last night, and then watch the rest of it in the morning. Mm-hmm. I get home this reunion to like ten thirty or something like that. But I started watching it, and of course, I watched the whole thing. I didn't stop, but uh, I got, you know, I, I was, I got into it. And I was like, "Well, I'm not cutting it off now." So me and Zane, my little dog, we watched it uh, the whole time. So I got to the very end, and of course, I'm, I'm like in the story now. And they're in the hallway. Yeah, I guess when they realized that you know they wiped each other's mind, and they, yeah. you know, they've kind of remet. And he's playing that tape, and he's saying all these like, horrible things yeah. about her. Yeah. I'm like, man, turn the tape off. But he won't turn it off. Yeah. So he runs out after her. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, dude, turn the tape off. Just stop. What's the tape? Mm-hmm. So he runs out after her. Like, they're like crying in the hallway. And to me, this is, you know, maybe because I, I love writing, but this is like the greatest thing. Like after yeah. this whole deal, yeah. like this whole thing, she's crying. She's basically telling him, listen, we know how this is going to end. Right. You're going to hate it. I'm going to hate you. You're going to hate me. when we going to be boring. Da, 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 da. And then he looks at her and he goes, so? Yeah, he's like, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, he says okay. And then like that's it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that is <laughs> beautiful. Some of the greatest th- I'm like, man, so simple. Yeah. Yet it just rocked everybody yep. from watching this almost two hour movie. It's like, okay. Wait. What? I don't know. What just do you wait. want, Joel? Just wait. I don't know. I want you to wait for just a while. Okay. Really? I'm not a concept, Joel. I'm just a f***ed up girl who's looking for my own peace of mind. I'm not perfect. I can't see anything that I don't like about you. But you right will. Right now, I can't. But you will. You know, you will think of things. And I'll get bored with you and feel trapped because that's what happens with me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you should saw me in here, but I was like jumping up and down by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this writing. whole time. Yeah. And then it just ends. Boom. And then it just, it just that, Mo- that's the end. <laughs> Credits roll. Yeah. Like, oh. Dude, that movie hits so, so and it, good. It really captures the feeling of getting into a, a relationship because yeah. you know what's going to happen. You know it's not going to be easy. Like, there's a really good chance this is going to end badly, but. <laughs> but you'd still take the chance, you know what I mean? You still Tell jump us in. That's how you really feel, Chris. <laughs> no, it's well, it's true. I mean, you're you're the single one, Dan. What's your like? What's your perspective on romance? And you know what on, I mean? Like, what, yeah, you're the single romance? guy. Yeah, that's true. And my perspective is it's a choice. Period. I mean, uh, you have to choose. It's very simple. It is very simple. You just have to choose. All right, we're either going to do this or we're not. And, either move on or stick together. And uh, I've gone through as the single one, you know, I've gone through watching friends get married, get divorced, cheat on each other, do all the bad stuff. And I see it and I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's very scary to see some of that stuff. You know, one of the, but I'll tell you the most scary thing that I hear is the, when I hear them say, Hey, take advantage of this time. Take advantage of, oh, man, I wish I was in your shoes right now. Oh, man. And I'm just like, I've had this conversation with multiple individuals. And 
every time it creeps me out. I don't let them know it creeps me out, but I'm just like, dude, you've got a wife. Like some of them have children and yeah. whatnot. And I'm like, you, I, I've said it to multiple individuals. You have what we're supposed to be doing. You have the whole world in your hands and you're telling me you want to be in my shoes. Right. Come on, man. Get your act together. Your your priorities are way off. Yeah. So that's what I see. That's my perspective as the single, uh, as the si- only single one of the group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That not long ago, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, Jesse, who he's, you know, has ladies from time to time, and he's single guy. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we were hanging out, and he, uh, sorry, Jesse, if you're listening to this, but he, um, we were hanging out, and I was just kind of like, man, this is so awesome. Like, you get to just go out and have fun every night and drink, and like we went out to a bar, and I was like. Like, dude, I'm kind of jealous. Like, you get to sort of do whatever you want. He's like, man, he's like, no matter what, every single one of these people in this bar, they want exactly what you have. That's why they're here right now. Exactly. You know? And so he's like, you have it. Like, don't don't think about it like this. Like, you have what everybody's hoping for. So, and I was like, dude, you're totally right. Like, like, I I did it. You know? (laughs) I don't. I I win in life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's kind of, it's funny because, uh, I kind of get that sometimes too. People are like, "Oh man, do you miss?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't miss any of it." Yeah. Like sometimes I miss <laughs> yeah. like being able to go maybe go out to go out to a movie by myself when I whenever I want to. Yeah. Or maybe sure. something like that. But mm-hmm. but as far as like the dating game and yeah. being out and about and dude, I miss none of it. Sure. Not one second. <laughs> and now I think about it, I'm like, that was horrible. Yeah. Why why did I <laughs> put myself through that? Because then. Because then, like, now we go to a restaurant, we just show up. I ask her what she wants, and she tells me. Right. It's not like, oh, what should I get? What is she thinking? Yeah. Where should we go after this? Right. I'm like, you want to go to a movie? <laughs> nope. All right, let's go home. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I don't know where, there's no, like, secret agenda. Yeah. Or, like, you go home and think, like, okay, what is she telling her friends right, right. now? Is she, like, is she going to go? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I could just yell down the hall. I'm going to bed. You're like, okay, okay. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Yeah, stay tomorrow. Yeah. And, and cover the baby before you go to sleep. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. Like, this is back beautiful. to the like um, sort of breakup, just the emotional aspect of it. And and Jim Carrey. So in the special, the DVD special features, there is this crazy moment where so the director has him and Kate Winslet sort of spending time together before the shoot just to like get comfortable with each other, like get the chemistry going. Like, and you know, so on the, in the movie, in the tape recorder, he like records things about his relationship and why he's erasing her. So they had him do that with an actual relationship of his. So he, yeah. So he sat there for two hours and went through why he wanted to erase like an actual past relationship of his own. And so him there's this shot in the special features of him and Kate Winslet in this bar and he's they're together listening to the tape that he recorded and like acting as in character but he like he almost loses it like he just starts like I hate like on the tape it says something like I just hate women I hate women and then he turns to Kate Winslet and he's like I don't really mean that you know like that's not really what I mean and then he starts breaking down and like he starts crying and he grabs the tape recorder and throws it across the room and it like shatters and he just like breaks down. This is real life. This is real life, like real life. And Kate Damn. Winslet like grabs him and hugs him, and he turns and she turns and looks like at the camera or the director and just like, I think he broke it, you know. But she's like trying to comfort him, and he's like in tears. 
It's like this crazy, real, intense moment. Well, for me, it was an emotional journey and a kind of reopening and examination of past, you know, brokenheartedness. And, and a, a lot of it, I was trying to speak to certain people, you know, and I'd improvise and we'd do these scenes where I'd talk to the, the doctor and, and we'd do like an hour of me just literally spewing my real stuff <laughs> without the names and such. And it was quite interesting. That is like a tease. Women became different, men became different. I hate women. I hate them. I do. You do? That's not true. <laughs> you do? That's not true. I mean it. I don't hate women. Um, shit. Sorry. You've broken the technical. I know. What are you going to do now? Ah, they uncovered something back there. Yeah. And I was like, dude, and, no wonder his performance is so good. Like, that's him, you know? Like, he's... And yet, I didn't think that would happen, but I had a thought, like... I said, they must have, like, role-played this some way. When they met on that, on the on the bus. Not on the bus, but on the train. On the train. To, when they first meet, and they're having yeah. that conversation, and he's, like, kind of drawing. He's like, hey, my name is Clementine. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. Just the way how, like, it was so free-flowing. Yeah. I was like, man, they must have, like... They had to have spent some time talking yeah. or something. I didn't envision that, but I was just like, wow, it, it was too it was too fluid. Right. The way the way it was going. It yeah, it was I think they they left a lot of moments for improv even in this like crazy tight yeah. script, you know. I think there's a lot of sort of improv moments. Speaking of improv, there's been uh I read this article the other day of how how comedy is all just improv these days, and there's not a lot of thought or forethought that goes into it. It's a British individual who is critiquing American uh, comedy and saying it's rubbish. <laughs> there is absolutely so much just improv, which I love, which the American people love, obviously. Mm. But I guess some of the Brits think it's uh, pretty foolish. Well, I, I, like, I like improv. I not all, not to not a hundred percent. If it's done right, right, yeah, right. like the Judd Apatow yeah. stuff that's improved. I think is brilliant, but but that is like Hilarious, highly absolutely. edited from a very tight script. But then they yeah, do that's a couple improv takes. within the within the boundaries. Yeah, kind yes. of thing. Yeah, and it's crafted and improv. Yeah, because even when I when we did Brandis Scar, I told them I said, "Listen, these are the lines, but if you guys want to add your own little your thing to it, yeah, you know, then you know I'm not going to stop you. Just just kind of go with it." And I had a guy did that like. The other guy I used, he kind of did did all the lines, but one of the other guys, he definitely added some of his own stuff to it. It wasn't the exact line that I wrote, but it was the spirit of what I wrote. And it was actually, I was like, oh, that, that actually sounds more authentic. I'll, we'll go with that. More yeah. real, yeah. Yeah. So I, I do like the improv within, you know, within boundaries. Yeah. And when you're dealing with like masters of the craft like Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Yeah, you just let them loose, man. Yeah. They're too good to not just let <laughs> <Yeah>. them go. <laughs> it's not one of those sets where you go and say, listen, this is the line. Right. No, you're like, listen, no, no, man, no. this is the spirit of what I'm trying to do. She's going to say this. So yeah. just kind of. Yeah, like react to it. And another. Yeah, whatever you feel. Another yeah. moment that was improv, and this was crazy as in the bonus features. Um, you know the scene when he's a little boy and he has to like destroy that he, bird that like heartbreaking scene when his friends oh like yeah yeah he's like him. pounding it with a hammer yeah and it's like cutting Dude. cutting between him the cape. I can't I gotta go home I'll do it later
<laughs> it's like cutting between Jim Carrey acting it and then the little boy the acting kid? it. Yeah. The and yeah. the scene when like the little boy and the little girl are walking and they like grab each other's hands and they go and are keeps like, going back and forth as him and the boy, him yeah. and the boy kind of thing. So so when you're hearing the overdub of Jim Carrey as a little boy talking, but you're seeing the little boy and the little girl on screen, that's them on set into a boom microphone, improving oh, the whole thing. On, on the thing. Oh. It's not like scripted in an overdub room. It's like they're watching the child actors the like act, yeah, and they are improving the lines that they're saying. You know the scene when the two kids walk and you, you did their voice live? Mm. As they were going, it's something I really wanted to try. Yeah. When you see the two kids coming back to the, his house, it's a very uh, charming moment. And they were actually here, Jim and Kate, uh, behind the camera with a microphone, verbalizing yeah. what they were actually doing. And I mean, any producer would tell me, well, you don't have to have the actor to do that. But to me, it was important because I think by you being out with them, even if you were not on camera, it, it would make it sound charming. Yeah. And unreal. Well, there's nothing like things happening organically on the spot so basically they're doing what they were doing when they were watching that black and white movie in the car yeah exactly yeah yep kind of just uh and they're like oh hi mom she's okay she's you know i'm not hurting her you know like that's all improv them on the set watching it happen you know come on it's where i live lived i wish i knew you when i was a kid do you like my pink hat? Here, look, feel better. You can really kill me this time. It's my turn. Go. One, You're two, really going to die, though. Mm hmm. Okay. <gasps> One, two, three. You're dead. Uh, oh, my mom. So, it's okay. Uh, We're playing. Hydro's it's not mom. real. It's, it's a, you know what? I guess people don't know because I guess they think, oh, a Jim Carrey movie. But man, that, that movie is like, it is so good on so many levels. Yeah. And I forgot. I. You know, because when you were like, okay, we're going to watch Eternal Sunshine, I'm like, oh, I've seen it already. But I was like, what? no, I don't, maybe, I don't know what I was, maybe I saw it late at night, I don't know. I didn't pick up any of this the first yeah. go around. I'm like, what, what was I doing when, yeah. this, when this came out? <laughs> you were in the middle of the dating scene, my friend. I guess I was. <laughs> now that I'm out, like, the scales have been lifted, and I'm like, what? Crashing Can't... cars and parking yeah. lots. Uh... Listen, that was, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> It was not in a parking lot. It was in a ATM <laughs> line. But, oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, and she she caused that. But anyway, uh, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about, Josh? Neither do I. I got that erased. That was erased from my mind. <laughs> you had the uh, the procedure done, huh? Yeah. Yes. Another thing I thought. I was like, you know what? These guys or people give them license to come in their house. Uh-huh. While they're getting right. their mind erased. What God knows what they're doing in your house. Why can't you go to a hotel yeah. room and do that? Well, have yeah. you ever heard of like the dentists who like do stuff to patients while they're yeah. under and stuff? Heard, that's yeah. what I thought of when I saw these when I saw this. I was just like, Oh man, that's such a so much power in an individual's hands. Cause they're like dancing on his body. Like, can he wake up? Yeah. Nah, he's okay. And they're like, right. yeah, they're like dancing. Dude, and what about that shot when <laughs> he opens his eyes and they're like, oh no, this has oh. never happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, see looking over. like tears coming. It's like he's crying. Yeah. Cause he, cause he. That's. I think it's when he realized. Oh, they're erasing me right yeah. now. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't, can't do move. anything about it. Yeah, yeah. That's so heartbreaking. Oof. And just the 
and just that whole subplot with the the doctor like having yep. an affair with the girl and then yep. er- erasing her and all that kind of stuff. Perfect. Oh. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, writing. I forgot. I completely had forgotten about that. Yeah. What did what did his wife say? Don't be a monster, Charles. Tell, tell the girl. The yeah. She said. She said you've already had him. Yeah. yeah. You already. She's had like what? Him. And then lastly, like with Patrick, I'm like, what kind of what kind of guy do you got to be? Mm-hmm. Not only to, not only to steal the <laughs> try to steal the girl, but like say the exact words that he said. Yeah. Along the way, like he's on the ice. I just I can't. I want to die right now. Yeah. What he, somebody this said is like exactly this is, where I want to be. Yeah. She's like what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah she's like what? Dude, you can't copy him verbatim. I know. It's just like messing <laughs> oh, with her brain. Goodness. I would think I was losing yeah, it joke. if that happened. That yeah, really yeah no, right? Yeah. Deja vu. And and you know what? And honestly, you know, on a side note, he could be the reason that drove her back to him because he she kept right. He kept like saying the same stuff and doing like, the same like, kept, things. It, that's what I was thinking this time was yeah. like for him, what kept her in his mind was that all through the process, he's like trying to hold on. He's like grasping, trying to run away. And then at the end, she Mm -hmm. says, meet me in Montauk. And so it's like, he's trying to leave imprints in his mind of her. But for her, what I think it was, was this guy Patrick that was doing all this stuff that brings it back up in her mind. And so that's actually pulling Mm -hmm. her closer to him without her realizing it. He was doing everything, like giving her the gifts, saying the words, the pictures. I'm like, Patrick, you're driving it right back. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's and, like i love you you're the greatest thing ever and like for a device for how they find out that they were erased so they they got the tapes delivered to them oh, yeah. by the girl who mm-hmm. che- cheated with the doctor you know yeah and mm-hmm. just that device for all to come full circle is just like incredible next level writing you know yeah not just that and when what really got me is you know I have this love for Christopher Nolan and and we already talked the about time. my you know memento me trying to write stuff from beginning to forwards yeah that movie was written from it started at the end it started at the end yeah and then went to the middle and then went to the went to the beginning and then went back to the end right well Cause the, cause and, it started at the end and then you got to the you got to where they met and then it went back to the end again like, yeah just happened I know. And most of that's happening in his memory. Like we're yeah. we're experiencing his uh, mind getting erased, right? And that's how the story's told to us is through what's being erased mm. from his mind. As he goes, like from the like even to his childhood, and then it jumps right back. I'm like, this is. Yep. I think, man, to have the mind to write all this and keep it all together. Yeah, cohesive. I'm not on that level yet, gentlemen, but I aspire. And one thing I thought at the end. You know, there's the sh- so they say okay, and then they're like, you know, in my interpretation, they choose to give it another go, and then you see yeah. you see them on the beach walking, and it's like they're walking, playing, and then it cuts, jumps back a few seconds, and then you see it again, and then it jumps back a few seconds, and then you see them again, like running down mm-hmm. the beach. Like I wonder if that's sort of a way of saying like, what if this has happened a bunch of times? Like what if? They've gotten yeah. their mind erased like multiple times. Like I don't think that's ex- like yeah. spelled out in the movie, but I think, but it sort of led my mind there of like, like they could just do it again, like go through the same thing and get their mind keep erased jumping. and you keep yeah. jumping back, you know? Yeah, maybe one time it'll end up good. Yeah, hope so. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> Real life. Boom.
Every week on the show, Josh, Dan, and I each bring a recommendation of something that we're currently into and play you clips from that media. Josh kicks us off. Recommendations. Recommendations. What are you guys into right now? Josh, you're Josh? buying it. You're buying what? a new phone, Josh, I hear. You're buying a new phone. Oh, uh, yeah, this is like, I bought a couple phones since I last talked to you guys, but. Um, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, it's about to come to an, the carousel's coming to an end. My wife's getting mad, so um, I'm waiting on one phone. <laughs> oh, no, really? Uh, oh, yeah. didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yes. Yes, the boss has put her foot down, so. Uh, the phone carousel's coming to an end. <laughs> Um, but right now I'm using the, it's called the Axon Pro. It's by ZTE. Only reason I'm using it is because I'm waiting. There's a phone called the Axon 7 that's coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. It's $449, but it's a uh, flagship style. And I'm trying to decide between that or the Galaxy Note 7. Oh, so yeah. in the meantime, while I wait for those two phones for me to pick, I'm using the Axon Pro. Right now it's only like $300. But I got it for 190 um, what? Swappa? Swappa.com? Yeah, yep. I'll Swappa. I wrote about the Axon on the website, so if you guys want to check it out, it's on the Facebook page, so you okay. can check it out on there. All right. Um, but as far as recommendations, what I'm into right now is a show that just got canceled. I'm sad to say it did, but I enjoyed it for the eight episodes it was on. And it's called Uncle Buck. Have you guys? Oh, I kind of wanted to see that. <laughs> Not that the funny. movie with John Candy. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Um, this is a black, uh, interpretation of the Uncle Buck character with, uh, (laughs) Mike Epps as Uncle Buck. And basically, uh, same premise, same premise. Um, this was kind of well-to-do black family in Chicago. Both parents are working and they need a nanny to watch their kids, but they don't, they can't really find one. So the father said, hey, how about my, my, my brother? And they're like, well, he's kind of a, not the kid-watching type. So anyway, he eventually, he, they eventually agreed to give him a shot, and he comes in, his name is, you know, Uncle, he's Uncle Buck. And uh, it's all about him watching these kids and getting to, you know, ghetto problems and ghetto, <laughs> ghetto troubles. <laughs> and just like bringing a guy from the ghetto into like high society, you know, you know, like upper class you know they're all executives and you yeah. know all this kind of stuff. All his friends are like executives, and bring this dude from the from the west south side of Chicago in there, and it's pretty funny. Uh, a lot of black humor, which I find hilarious because surprise, I'm black. Uh, <laughs> if you couldn't tell by the sultry sound of your voice, wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're mm-hmm. black. I am. No, hate to, hate to tell you. No. The chickens told, out the, no, out the I, hen house. I got I got to insert. I got to insert. I told somebody uh, the other day. I was like, "All right, so whenever you listen to the podcast, count how many times Josh refers to himself as black." Hey, just do part, it. We can, we can a make lot. a fun drinking game out of it. <laughs> You'd be drunk as a skunk by minute three, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, the black friend. Uh, but anyway, my wife Good. refused to watch it because she says she doesn't find black humor funny. But racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? But did she I, never watch Family Matters? Hello. She, I don't know if she did or not. She's from the country. Who knows? Hold on. Family Matters. I don't know if that's considered black humor. <laughs> no, that's not. Really I, know, I, I, know, I know. I know. No, 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 no. 
That was on ABC. I was just pulling something from my childhood. <laughs> pulling something from my there's childhood. There's another movie. Guys. I mean, there's another show I've been wanting to watch, Blackish, that I haven't that I've been meaning to check I've out. Seen oh, one, I've seen one one episode. A few times. And it was kind of funny. I'm not sure if I will jump back into okay. it, but it was kind of funny that one episode I saw. All right, cool. About him not being able to swim. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Well, then you'll love Uncle Buck. So, right out. I think I will. I think I will. I actually will. <laughs> so, yeah, Uncle Buck, it's it's definitely canceled on ABC, but it's on Hulu, all eight episodes. All right. We'll check there it out. Check it out. Here's a clip from Uncle Buck starring Mike Epps. Who the hell are you? It's your Uncle Buck. Tia. Your uncle's here. Uh-huh. Don't you uh-huh me. You gonna give me some respect around here. Nah, I was just kidding. What if I was that guy? <laughs> oh, you really are, uncle? Yes. Why don't you visit more? It's complicated. What do you do for a living? That's even more complicated. Are you married? Not at this time. Are you gay? Not at this time. I got something for you. Cake! We're eating cake for breakfast. What? Y'all want some of that juice? It's gone. Man, why'd you bring the kids? No choice. There's too many of them. Okay, this is your mother. Everybody quiet. Just call and check on the kids. Look, I'm having my first shooter. Mom, I'm learning to twerk. Oh, you know, they all tucked in. Those little angels. It's only 5.30. I gotta go. Where's Tia at? Oh, some dude just picked her up. Wow, son. You just said that real casually, like you don't understand how that unravels my world. What about you, Dan? You got any recommendations? Uh, I can't remember if I recommended this before or not, but speaking of Jim Carrey, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee oh, with cool. Jerry Seinfeld. Phenomenal, phenomenal show. Uh, Jim Carrey's episode is really good, too. You kind of see, you see the comedy in him. And, uh, you know, I loved the President Obama episode, too. You know, they got I into some pretty deep discussions. Yeah, and, that was good. Or, Topics, I should say. Which I he love. was funny too. Obama's but, uh, like, yeah. like brought it all the guys. I know. He's right? funny. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have one with Steve Harvey that's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah Steve Harvey ones. That's a good, a good episode also. Yeah. I just like, I like seeing how they, because, I mean, they're entertainers, but they're also like they do crowd control, and a lot of them come from rough backgrounds, and you really see how uh, comedians develop their sense of comedy despite the the dark times in their life that they've gone through. Yeah. So Jim Carrey was the w- number one thing that I remember him jumping over a wall and yeah. ultimately failing. <laughs> and then them talking about like kind of deep stuff, like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, like the, the subjects that that uh, delves into. So, but yeah, yeah definitely check it out. Here's a clip from comedians in cars, getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Carrey. And I break it down all the time philosophically about comedy. People come here to feel good about themselves, and a laugh is actually a feeling of a superiority to something. So it has to be a childlike fun to it. You can be angry and smarter than us, but make it fun for us. I still get caught up in the small me every once in a while. I just, once or twice a day, I'll get caught up in like a, oh my God, this is, that guy doesn't, how could they do that to the small me? Because that's in everybody, and they, but, but they don't know that. They don't know that at the end, they're going to be so relieved. That death is going to be such a welcome freaking moment because they've been trying so freaking hard. And that's the feeling. And I can get there sometimes now. I'm going to need one more cup of coffee to get there. Did you meet Andy Kaufman? Andy, I knew. A 
little bit. Like anybody knows Andy. Yeah. Right? I love that movie. I mean, honest to God, that was like a possession. And once really? I decided that, all hell broke loose. I remember before that movie started, my friend Nick Cage and, and me went to dinner. Nick said, I, I gotta, I gotta go. Your eyes are different. I don't know who you are. <laughs> he got really uncomfortable. Hard to make Nick Cage uncomfortable. Hard to weird him out. Hard to weird Nick out. Okay, so here's the story behind my recommendation this week. When we recorded this episode, it had been a couple weeks since we'd worked on the previous episode, and I had forgotten what I had recommended last time. So I somehow said the same thing two weeks in a row. I know, super professional, right? But I'm not going to take all the blame here. After recommending the podcast Comedy Bang Bang for a second week straight, these two dudes didn't say a word. Here is a super awkward moment from the original recording when I'm clearly the only one who doesn't realize what just happened. But if you stay in it a few episodes or for a while, then it will definitely pay off. It's good. Okay. All right. We'll check it out. Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang. All right. And yeah, so what else we got? So I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about something else that I'm currently into. Back in college, I used to listen to this band, Pinback. And the other day, I was watching an episode of How I Met Your Mother, a wonderful television show that I also recommend. This amazing song started playing near the end of an episode, so I had to look it up. And it was Good to See by Pinback who I had completely forgotten about. I've been stuck on this song ever since. Here's a clip from Good to See by Pinback from their 2007 release, Autumn of the Seraphs. Thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to The Mix. It's been a blast as usual. Tell all your friends about it. Post and share and all that good stuff. Uh, this is going to be our last episode for a little while. We're going to take a little hiatus. and when Summer hiatus. Summer hiatus. Take a break. Uh, make some other stuff that you'll see as well. Josh is, and all of us are making a movie, and, and I've got a couple other podcasts I'm working on, so we'll, you'll see all that popping up. But we're gonna, we'll be back. Don't worry. Don't worry, we'll be back in maybe a couple months. And we'll months. still be updating the website and yes. the Facebook. And Twitter, and Twitter and all so that. There'll be stuff will be popping up on there. It just won't be any. No uh, podcast for, for a little bit. Podcast. But we'll be back, and then when we come back, we have some really good ideas for how to make the show even better. So, yes. so look forward oh, to that. Okay, so when we come back, you guys have three weeks to watch a movie that I'm going to unveil. Okay. That the guys don't even know about. So this is a surprise to them. You got some time. You got some time. <laughs> so you got one week, two week, three week. You got like four weeks at least. To watch let's this not movie. have a hard date. Let's not commit. I'm not a no. I'm not a committing. You got type. time. You got at least. We'll say at least three or four weeks. Hold on, hold on. This from this from one of the. Ma- that's my job to say. Let's not commit. I'm the only one who's single here. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dan's mo. Let's not commit. Dan means that on another level. That's like a meta let's statement. Not, yeah. <laughs> 
let's not have a heart. Let's not label things. Yeah. Uh, in in between lip locks, Dan's like, listen, let's let's not commit, but let's just keep doing what we're doing. No, a lot of no. labels. But come back over here, slide on over, but don't don't commit to anything. Right. Um. <laughs> see how it goes. You casting over back there. Um. Uh, I forgot what movie I was going to say. No. Uh. Oh. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I know what it is now. Children of Men. That, oh, dude, movie. that's a great movie. Okay, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, excited yeah. about that. Children of Men. Great film, great film. Yep. So you guys check that out. So look yeah. forward to that. You got a few weeks. We'll post on Twitter and Facebook and stuff when we're coming back so you'll have time to make sure you've seen Children of Men by then. So. And that'll make you pay attention to the Facebook and the Twitter. Oh, look what we did there. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and I think when we come back, we're going to probably up our social media game too, I think. Cause, uh, yeah. I, I, I will say I do not tweet often often enough, so we'll we'll hit that a little harder. So. Neither do I. I know one of us needs to go out with a Kardashian and we'll we'll tweet more. Exactly. Yeah. Our, <laughs> Stan, our, our social media game will just skyrocket. And since <laughs> me and Chris are married, uh, then Dan, that leaves you. Oh, do not put this on me. <laughs> you 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 could be the social diva. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. I don't want to be the social diva. I want to be the Hemingway hermit. (laughs) (laughs) Hemingway hermit. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll be back back in a couple months, and uh, see you soon. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Mix. We'll be back sometime in the near future to discuss Children of Men, the 2006 British-American science fiction thriller directed and co-written by Alfonso Cuaron and starring Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, and Michael Caine. Make sure you connect with us online. We would love to know what you thought about the show. Tweet us at TheMixPod or email us at themix at starterriotmedia.com for comments, questions, suggestions, trolling, and spamming. You can also visit starterriotmedia.com where you'll find links to all of our past shows and much more. We'll put links in the show notes of this episode to everywhere you can connect with us and links to everything we mentioned on the show. And hook us up with a ranking on iTunes. It seriously helps a ton and we will be forever indebted. The Mix was produced by Chris McLeod and Starter Riot Media. See you soon. If the plan all works, I want is a gold card. <laughs> Just give me a gold card. All I want is a gold card. Just give me the gold card. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Cool. I love it. <laughs>